Welcome to Zichud Avsi Manamemory Avram Goldhai and today Mazerchas Bea Daf Lamed Zayin, the fifth parak Mashiling. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah Daf Lamed Vav Amabei stated, "Ve'elohen Mishum Mitzvah." And these are the activities that are outright mitzvahs, but were nonetheless prohibited by the Rabbanan on Yantiv. V'Makdishin V'Marichin V'Machrimin V'Makbiyan Truma Umaiser. We may not consecrate nor make assessment vows nor make a cherem, which is pronouncing an object that one owns as set aside for priestly or temple use, nor separate Truma or Meiser. The Gemara in Ardaf explains that the reason that one may not consecrate nor make assessment vows nor make a harem is because of a gazera mishumeko chomemkar, a precautionary decree because of their similarity to commerce, since the ownership of an object is transferred to the temple treasury. Rav Yosef taught that the reason the ruling prohibiting separating truma meiser is needed is to prohibit the case when one separates truma in order to give it to the Kohen on that day. But she explains that since it does not appear to be an act of truma separation, as people think it's being brought to the Kohen for some chazyantiv, one might come to think that it's permitted. Point number two, the next Mishnah states, Livestock and utensils are accorded a tomb boundary like that of the feet of their owners. If one entrusts his animal to his son or to a shepherd on Yantiv, these animals are accorded a tomb like their owners. The Gemara notes that the Mishnah is not in accordance with Ridosa, who taught in the Bryce that if one entrusted his animal to a shepherd, even if he didn't hand it over to him until Yantiv, it's accorded the tomb like the feet of the shepherd. The Gemara answers that there is no conflict, and you can even say that the Mishnah accords with Rabbi Dosa. The Rites' case refers to a town with one shepherd, so that it was clear that the animal would be entrusted to him, and therefore assumes his tchum, whereas the Mishnah refers to a town with two shepherds, so it was not clear before Yantav who the animal would be entrusted to. And point three, it was said, If two people purchased a barrel of wine or an animal for slaughter in partnership before Yantav and divide the wine and meat on Yantav, Rav said, Chavis muteros behema asura. The wine in this barrel is permitted, meaning it may be carried by each of the partners throughout his tchum area, while the meat of the animal is prohibited, except within their common tchum area. But Shmuel said, Chavis nami asura. The wine in the barrel is also prohibited, except within the common tchum area. Rashi explains that Shmuel does not accept the principle of Brera. Gemara asks what Rav holds. If he holds a Brera, then even the shares of the animal should be permitted through each other's tchum. And if he doesn't hold a Brera, then even the shares of wine should be prohibited. The Gemara answers that Rav does hold a Brera, except that an animal is different since it was alive at the onset of Yantav. The Mahadadi and the two shares, which have different Tchum boundaries, draw sustenance from each other. Thus, each share contains nutrients drawn from the other share, making it subject to the other Tchum boundary as well. Rav Kahana and Ravasi question Rav on this. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishan Davramad Vav Amabe stated, the Elohen Mishum Mitzvah, and these are the activities that are outright mitzvahs, but were nonetheless prohibited by the Rabbanan on Yantav. We may not consecrate nor make assessment vows, nor make a cherem, which is pronouncing an object that one owns as set aside for priestly or temple use, nor separate truma or miser. The Gemara Ardaf explains that the reason that one may not consecrate nor make assessment vows, nor make a cherem, is because of a gezerah mishum mechokhememkar, a precautionary decree because of their similarity to commerce, since the ownership of an object is transferred to the temple treasury. Rav Yosef taught that the reason the ruling prohibiting separating truma or meiser is needed is to prohibit the case when one separates truma in order to give it to the Kohen on that day. Rashi explains that since it doesn't appear to be an act of truma separation, as people think it's being brought to the Kohen for Semichaz Yantav, one might come to think that it's permitted. Point number two, the next mission states, Livestock and utensils are accorded a tchum boundary like that of the feet of their owners. 
if one entrusts his animal to a son or to a shepherd in Yontem. These animals are accorded a tchum, like their owners. Now, the Gemara notes that the Mishnah is not in accordance with Rabbi Dosa, who taught in a brace that if one entrusted his animal to a shepherd, even if he did not hand it over to him until Yontem, it's accorded a tchum, like the feet of the shepherd. The Gemara answers that there's no conflict, and you can even say that the Mishnah accords with Rabbi Dosa. The Bryce's case refers to a town with one shepherd, so that it was clear that the animal would be entrusted to him. It therefore assumes his tchum, whereas the Mishnah refers to a town with two shepherds, so that it was not clear before Yantav who the animal would be entrusted to. And point number three, it was said, If two people purchased a barrel of wine or an animal for slaughter, in partnership before Yantav, and divide the wine and meat on Yantav, Rav said, The wine in this barrel is permitted, meaning that it may be carried by each of the partners throughout his tchum area, while the meat of the animal is prohibited except within their common tchum area. But Shmuel said, The wine in the barrel is also prohibited except within the common tchum area. Rashi explains that Shmuel doesn't accept the principle of Brera. The Gemara asks, What Rav holds, if he holds a Brera, then even the shares of the animal should be permitted through each other's tchum. And if he doesn't hold a Brera, then even the shares of wine should be prohibited. The great answer is that Rav does hold a brer, except that an animal is different since it was alive at the onset of Yantav, and the two shares, which have different tchum boundaries, draw sustenance from each other. Thus, each share contains the nutrients drawn from the other share, making it subject to the other tchum boundary as well. Rav Kahana and Ravasi question Rav on this. Alright, so now we go to our Simber Daphamad Zayn, and our standard simon is laser tag. Laser tag. So here goes. The new Yantav-themed laser tag park which prohibited consecrating laser guns because of their similarity to commerce, required participants to shoot at livestock that always followed the feet of a single shepherd, and awarded bonus points for hitting the partnership animal, which drew sustenance from two separate tchumim. Once again, it's in motion. The new Yantav-themed laser tag park, laser tag, that must be one duff, Lama Zion. The new Yantav-themed laser tag park, which prohibited consecrating laser guns because of their similarity to commerce, which reminds us on Yantavlomakdishim we may not consecrate nor make assessment vows nor make a harem, which is pronouncing an object that one owns as set aside for priestly or temple use, because of a gazer mishum mekochumemkar, a precautionary decree because of their similarity to commerce, since the ownership of an object is transferred to the temple treasury. So the new Yantav themed laser tag park, which prohibited consecrating laser guns because of their similarity to commerce, required participants to shoot at livestock that always followed the feet of a single shepherd. Which reminds us, the question of whether livestock are accorded the tchum like the owner or to the shepherd depends on whether there is one or more shepherds. A Bryce's case that stated it goes to the shepherds, even though it wasn't handed over to the shepherd, until Yantav refers to a town with one shepherd, so that it was clear that the animal would be entrusted to him. It therefore assumes it's tchum. Whereas the Mishnah that states it's accorded the tchum of the owner refers to a town with two shepherds, so that it was not clear before Yantav who the animal would be entrusted to. So the new Yantav-themed laser tag park, which prohibited consecrating laser guns because of their similarity to commerce, required participants to shoot at livestock that always followed the feet of a single shepherd, and awarded bonus points for hitting the partnership animal, which used sustenance from two separate chumim. Which reminds us, it was said, Shnaim shalachu chabiz behem b'shutfas, if two people purchased a barrel of wine or an animal for slaughter in partnership on Yantav, and divide the wine and meat on Yantav, Rav said, chabiz muteros behem asura, the wine in this barrel is permitted, meaning it may be carried by each of his partners throughout his chumaria, while the meat of the animal is prohibited except within the common chumaria. But Shmuel said, chabiz nami asura, the wine in the barrel is also prohibited, except within the common chumaria. Rush explains that Shmuel does not accept the principle of brera, 
Rav does hold a prayer, except that an animal is different since it was alive at the onset of Yantiv, and the two shares which have different boundaries draw sustenance from each other. Thus, each share contains nutrients drawn from the other share, making it subject to the other tomb boundary as well. So once again, the new Yantav-themed Laser Tag Park, which prohibited consecrating laser guns because of their similarity to commerce, required participants to shoot at livestock that always followed the feet of a single shepherd, and awarded bonus points for hitting the partnership animal, which drew sustenance from two separate chumim. Alright, now it's time for Porbola Bat Chazar. Dafram Gimel. So the similar Dafram Gimel is a peg-leg pirate. So here goes. The Pegleg Pirate. Pegleg Pirate? That must be more enough. Lamed Gimel. The Pegleg Pirate, who loved using his pointed branch as a spit, which reminds us, regarding a Chizrael using a pointed branch as a spit, Rav Nachman prohibits it, but Rav Sheshit permits it. The Gemara presents two different versions of the Malkokas, whether they're arguing over using dry wood or moist wood. So the Pegleg Pirate, who loved using his pointed branch as a spit, while chewing on toothpicks he made, by trimming hay, which reminds the more examines whether wood may be splintered to slivers on Yanta for one to pick his teeth. Yuda said, Items which are suitable for foods of an animal, the prohibition of perfecting a cleat doesn't apply to them. Rashi brings the examples of trimming hay or leaves of reeds on Shabbos to use as a toothpick. The Ron explains that these materials are soft enough for an animal to eat, and anything made from them would not be a lasting item. Therefore, the prohibition of perfecting a cleave from them has not been violated. So the peg-leg pirate who loved using his pointed branch as a spit, while chewing on toothpicks he made by trimming hay, watched his men collect piles of wood in the Hudson to be used immediately for kindling a fire. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce Megabe, Minachatsu Madli, one may gather hay or slivers of wood from the Chatzur to kindle a fire, because everything in the Chatzur is considered prepared and not muksa, provided he doesn't make piles of hay and wood. Rabbi Shimon permits making piles. The Tanakhama holds that it's prohibited to make piles because it looks as if he's gathering hay and wood for the next day and for the day after that. Was Rabbi Shimon holds that it's permitted to make piles because his pot proves his intention. Since he's collecting hay and wood for use as firewood, and people see that he's ready to cook, they'll realize he's collecting these piles for immediate use. So the Simmer is a ladder. So here goes. The trod on little bird fluttering at the bottom of the ladder. Ladder? That must be more enough. Lamadalad. The trod on a little bird fluttering at the bottom of the ladder was going to be shechted on Yantiv, which reminds Rabbi Yumi asked Rabbi Zera, what is halach with regard to shechting a trod on bird on Yantiv after it lived 24 hours? Mimas kinim ru'usub Do we assume that a problem exists at a concern of violating Yantiv or not? Rush explains that since shechting a trefa animal is asim the rice in Yantiv, and in this case there is a greater chance the bird is a trefa, do we prohibit the shechidrub? Is there an attempt to answer the question based on our mission that prohibits heating new towels to roast on them because they might crack? Similarly, shechita should be prohibited because the bird could be a trefa. Rabbi Yermi rejected his proof saying that heating the new towels in Yantiv is prohibited because it's necessary to harden them. So the trod on a little bird fluttering at the bottom of the ladder was going to be shechted on Yantiv by the man who climbed up to his roof every Shabbos during Shviz to designate some drying grapes on the roof for eating, which reminds us in the next mission where Belezer said, Omen Adam al-Muqsa every Shabbos for Shviz, a person may stand next to foodstuffs that are Muqsa on Friday during the Shviz year and declare Mikan Ani Ochelamach. From here, I'll eat tomorrow. The term Muqsa refers to figs and grapes that were set in the sun to dry. Belezer only requires an oral designation to remove the Muqsa status and one does not have to decide specifically which produce will be eaten since he relies on the principle of Brera. The common disagree and say that he must mark off the portion to eat and declare mikan adkan. I'll eat tomorrow from here to here. Rashi explains that the Chami reject the principle of Brera. So the trot on a little bird fluttering at the bottom of the ladder was going to be shechted on Yantiv by the man who climbed up to his roof Arab Shabbos during Shviz to designate some drying grapes on the roof for eating. 
who had a teaching in his hand that Shabbos is Kovela Maestris, whether there is Gemar Molacha or not. Which reminds us, Rava asked Rav Nachman, Shabbos Ma'u Shetik the Does Shabbos establish an obligation for Muxa produce, which is produce that has not been completely processed, to be tied? Do we say that since the Pasuk states, the Karasu Shabbos Oneg, you shall proclaim the Shabbos a pleasure, Kavav Nigmar the Shabbos establishes an obligation even for produce that has not had its Gemar Molacha or not? Rav Nachman answered, Limud It is a fully developed teaching in our hands that the Shabbos establishes a chiv to take meisters whether the processing was completed or not. The Gemara will challenge Rav Nachman's position. Daf Lamed Hey, so the Simr Daf Lamed Hey is the children's choir singing La La La. So here goes. The children's choir, children's choir, that must be on Daf Lamed Hey, La La La. The children's choir who are singing their only after a Gemar Malacha song, which reminds us the Gemara presents a statement which contradicts the ruling of Rav Nachman, that Shabbos is Kovei Lamaisus for even produce that has not been completely processed. When Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, he said in the name of Rav Yochanan, Echad Shabbos, Echad Trumba, Echad Chatzor, Echad Mekach. Whether it's Shabbos or Trumba or Chatzor or Purchase, Kulan and Kovin El Bedvar Shanigmar Malachtan, all of them establish a Chiyu for Maisus only for something whose processing has been completed. The Gemara demonstrates that each of the four rulings are subject to a dispute, necessitating Rabbi Yochanan to rule in each case. So the children's choir were singing their Kovela Maestras only after Gemar Malacha's song, as they helped lower wheat and barley through a skyline on Yantav because of pending rain. Which reminds us, the opening mission of the fifth parak states, Mashilun pairs der Harub Yantav Avalobu Shabbos. We may lower produce through a skyline on Yantav, but not on Shabbos. Rashi explains that if one had spread out wheat and barley on his roof to dry, and fears that oncoming rains will ruin them, he may throw them through a skylight in Yantiv into the house, since it's not considered tirchiyasera, excessive exertion. However, one cannot lift produce to pass it through a window, since this does involve tirchiyasera. So the children's choir who are singing their Kovela Maestras only after Gemar Malacha's song, as they helped lower wheat and barley through a skylight on Yantiv because of pending rain, were told to lower no more than three boxes, because there was no which reminds the Gemara how much produce may be lowered through the skylight. And the answer is given that it's the amount equivalent to what we learned in the Mishnah and Shabbos. Mefanim arba v'chamesh kupo shel tevim shel tevuah We may clear away four or five boxes of straw produce because of guests or because of limiting seating in the base of Midrash. Our Mishnah too would allow moving four or five boxes. The Gemara gives three reasons why this amount would not necessarily apply to our Mishnah. So the Simr Dath Lamed Vav is a lulav. So here goes. The one who brought a sheet with lulav designs, lulav designs, that must be more in Daf Lamed Vav, lulav. The woman who brought a sheet with lulav designs on it to cover bricks from dripping water, anyante, which reminds the Mishnah on Daf Lamed Hei Amabe stated, mechasim peros, we may cover the produce to protect it from dripping water. On our Daf, lulav said, vafil avir delivne, even rows of bricks may be covered. We don't say that since the bricks are muksa and may not be moved, a cloth may not be moved for their benefit. Rabbi Yitzhak said, peros haruin, only produce which is suitable for yantiv use can be covered. And Rabbi Yitzhak follows his reasoning expressed elsewhere that, enklin nito elwa davra ha nito b'shabas, a clean may not be moved except for the need of an item which itself may be moved on Shabbos. So the woman who brought a sheet with lulav designs on it to cover bricks from dripping water on Yantiv, and notice men carrying a grub shalrei and a dead mouse, 
out of the house, which reminds us, Shmuel said, Grab shall rave avit shall mimi regaim, mutu hosim la ashba, a vessel for excrement or for urine may be removed to the trash heap on Shamas, Ukshamakzero no sumbo maim machzero. And when he returns it, he should put water into it and then return it to the house. The Gemara explains that originally it was understood from the statement that something repulsive may be removed only together with a kli, which contains it. However, it may not be removed by itself, but this is not so. For there was a mouse which was found among the spices of Ravashi, and Ravashi said, knock the bitsusisava afkua, grab it by its tail and remove it. We see that something which is repulsive may even be handled directly. So the woman who brought a sheet with love designs on it to cover bricks from dripping water anyantiv, and notice men carrying a grub shall ray and a dead mouse out of the house were horrified when they were told they were not permitted to climb a tree or flee on a horse. Which reminds us that activities prohibited because of shvus, a rabbinical injunction on Shabbos, are also forbidden on Yantiv. One may not ascend a tree, one may not ride upon an animal, one may not swim in water, and one may not clap hands, slap thighs, or dance. And the reasons are given behind each of these bans. All right, that concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zikr, wishing you a great day and great learning.